0: Welcome into the DMVR Buffs Podcast, presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have a couple of things to talk about. Um, I guess we don't need to spend too much time talking about Taylor Korniak, um, but it is going to take just a couple minutes to make sure everybody knows what's up with her. And then we have some recruiting stuff to talk about. Um, A a new offensive lineman uh, who, who just committed yesterday. A new wide receiver who just committed yesterday. So we're just gonna kind of run through that sort of stuff. And uh should be a little bit shorter podcast today, but it is what it is. I mean it's it's June. Um first of all, Taylor Korniak. Uh Taylor Korniak is awesome. Uh she played her first game on Saturday while I was at the wedding I wasn't able to watch I was able to go back and see the part that she was in Um, I was disappointed I wasn't able to watch and like the service was bad oh I should say at the wedding there was a buffalo Um, it was like a ranch up in Montana and they have like a zebra and a buffalo I was talking to the guy who owns the ranch he was just explaining where all those things come from I guess there's just massive ranches in Texas just, like, it's a it's a zebra ranch, or it's a buffalo ranch, and they just have herds of these running around, and a lot of the time people pay to shoot them, which is kind of sad, but you can also just buy them, I guess, which is what they do, but there was a buffalo there, and they're actually kind of spread out, I guess, like, the buffalo and the zebra maybe don't love each other, um, but, like, I was disappointed didn't see the zebra keep walking another quarter mile or whatever, get to another fence. Um, it's like a big pasture. You're like, oh, I wonder where the buffalo is. He's somewhere in there. I haven't seen him for a bit. Um, and we just come over like a little bit of a ridge. You're like, oh, look, there he is just laying down right there. And, uh, we were probably 20, 25 yards away, um, which is a solid distance. Try, I, yeah, I mean, it was close to that. It might have been a little less, but it was pretty close to that. Um, there's a fence in the way, but it's one of those white fences. Like the ones that people just have in their house, in their neighborhood. Um, where it's like white. Uh, the uh, oh, What was his name? Colton Bear. Colton Bear. Uh, he said that it was a vinyl fence. That's that's a vinyl fence. So maybe that means something to you. To me, he's like, oh, really? That's vinyl? Because like vinyl records. Or I think they make clothes out of vinyl. I don't know. Um, But not a strong fence is the point. So we get up to you know that that little there's like a tiny little ridge there and there's just a buffalo laying down and you're like oh look that's pretty cool um and because there is that small fence you feel safe you don't you don't realize like that's a buffalo um but then as we kind of like stand there and look at it it stands up and stares at us it does like the you know how puppies will like cock their head a little bit like it kind of like rotates it to the left and then to the right and the buffalo was doing that and i didn't realize that buffaloes did that um and then we started doing that it was very obvious it was very curious about us and that's when we realized like ah let's leave this isn't a good situation to be in because i'm not sure if the buffalo would want to hurt me but that fence wasn't going to stop it it absolutely was not going to stop it so uh yeah that's uh that's what was going on there in my life also i guess the avs won the cup since we last talked i forgot about that as well not (laughs) not them winning the cup just that feels like so long ago after how long these last couple days have been um but that was fun 6 a.m out in front of the Capitol. be there i've got beers uh on thursday that's when the parade is also i think i'm going to the rockies game tomorrow because they're getting introduced there i guess gabe Landeskog is going to be working the drive through at raising canes and that's at one tomorrow, so am I going to the drive-thru? Like, why Why wouldn't I? Um, having a lot of fun. And my voice isn't quite back, which you've probably noticed. And it's been a couple days. But back to Taylor Korniak. Point is, I wasn't able to watch her on Saturday because I was preoccupied. Um, and the service was bad because, again, it's a, it's a ranch in Montana. The whole thing was just, like, in a barn. But um, she played really well uh she did sub on which was kind of what i expected i think we talked about this i definitely tweeted about it. i think we talked about it as well um but they have the big world cup qualifying tournament next i think their first game might be june 8th and it runs th- or sorry july 8th and it runs through july um that's a that's a cool thing that's happening for sure um but also it means that with two games to kind of warm up before that all happens you you got to make sure that Taylor Korniak, who has never played before, at least gets a couple minutes. And she was able to get on. She scored a goal. It was pretty crazy. Uh, it was off a header. And uh, that was cool. Tonight, there's another game. It's actually in a weather delay um, in like the 75th minute. But she is back on. She's playing again. And that's, uh, again, very cool. She has 15 minutes to score a goal now. Um, but I think that, first of all, I'm not sure she would have gotten on. Rose Lavelle got a yellow card, and so they kind of needed to take her off. Um, Was that the plan? I'm not really sure. There might have been other people they wanted to get some run for, Uh, but it is what happened. Um, In terms of her standing going forward, obviously you score a goal when you get in. That's a good sign. And I wouldn't be surprised if the thought process is like, can we just keep getting balls to Taylor and, and letting her put them in the goal? Like, if we put ball up in the air, is she just kind of a cheat code here? Because, obviously, she's a cheat code at CU. Um, pretty similar in the NWSL. She's really figuring it out. Um, but this is another level of competition, for the most part. You know, there's there's good teams and there's not so good teams. Like, obviously, the, the difference between, I guess, Jamaica's really good, um, but like, whatever random country they're going to play, there might be situations where you say, like, this is where she's unstoppable. Like, maybe there's a situation where you're saying she's basically playing kids or women who are about as good as the Pac-12 players or just a little bit better than the Pac-12 players. Let's throw her out there and just let her go get us a goal or two um, because that's tough to defend. That's really tough to defend. Um, Now, obviously, the other option is, hey, these girls are basically, like, a little bit better than Pac-12 players. Let's let Alex Morgan go out there and do the same thing. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. But if she is able to consistently score goals, you could see her at least being a a late sub if they need a goal, right? Where you're 15 minutes left, you got a corner kick. You're in a tie game. Put a ball in the air and see if she can put it away. Um, So... She did check that first box, obviously. Now we'll we'll see how much runs she gets. Um I, I was looking at the odds. I, I couldn't find anywhere that you're actually able to bet on the, the World Cup next year, the Women's World Cup next year. Um I did see that the it's it's estimated that the US women are gonna be like plus two fifty or plus two eighty or something to win the whole thing. I wanted to get a bet in, that's why. Um but there will be times when you're desperate desperate for a goal and you get a corner kick, you can throw Taylor out there. That's about as good a look as you can get. Uh, So good start for her. We'll be paying attention, especially as this tournament starts up next month, which is in like a week. Um, Also, like I was saying, some CU News. Actually, before we get into that, let's just knock out uh, some of the, the business here. Breckenridge Brewery was, I mean, it's tough to tell the story of the last two months of my life without Breckenridge Brewery. Avs Cup run was incredible. Drank a lot of Breckenridge beers. Drank them at the bar. Drank them at the arena. Drank them thinking about the game. Uh, they were they were sending fans to all the playoff games. They were contributing money to the uh, the Boulder County Fire Fund. Um, the fun that like helps the people who are affected by the fire, not to like, if that's kind of stuff that I hate, it's like, oh, I support cancer. Like I support breast cancer. And that's, that's like, no, you support like awareness about it or, you know, something like that. But, um, didn't not supporting the fires, but supporting the people who were affected, impacted. Um, so awesome stuff from them, um, with the cup run ending. I'm sure that they're coming up with more ways to uh, be involved in the community, to help the community out um, as we speak. Well, maybe not as we speak, but earlier today or tomorrow. Uh, So great stuff from them. We love supporting them. And we also love the beers, the Avalanche Amber Ale, the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. You just cannot go wrong. And also, DraftKings Sportsbook. I had a bet tonight. Uh, that that is going to be pretty painful for me for the foreseeable future. Um, I I parlayed the Rockies to beat the Dodgers, which is a bold bet to say the very least, with under eleven runs to be scored in the game. And you flash forward, I think in like the second inning, it was a three-two game. The Rockies are down, and you see that, and you're like, oh wow, that's a uh, we are on pace to hit this over. But then the Rockies came storming back, and the scoring kind of slowed down also. Flash forward. They're in the ninth inning. Rockies are up 7-3. to And the win is basically locked up at this point. There's two outs. And then who was it? It was Justin Turner. Justin Turner hits a home run, just a one-run home run to take it from 7-3 to 7-4 to with two outs in the ninth inning. You know, one out left in the game and obviously 11 is not under 11, so my parlay missed. It was four and a half to one odds. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I bet, but you bet uh, you could turn $10 into $55, for example. Um, so that one stung. Still, though, after the house won the cup, my DraftKings account is in pretty good shape. Right now, if you are a... Uh, fan of UFC, or even if you're not a fan, but just want to take advantage of a cool deal, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code DMVR, bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win this weekend, and you'll get $100 in free bets no matter what. Don't have to be right. That's code DMVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Uh, minimum age and ab- eligibility restrictions apply Uh, It says, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That was the first time we've done that ad on this podcast, and it doesn't have the bottom part. It just says, minimum age and eligibility restriction. Luckily, I've said these things plenty of times before. I know what it says. Oh, and finally, FOCO. We love FOCO. Um, First of all, I mean, so FOCO... It's a a merchandise and collectible company, so it's all sports stuff. Um, and they're actually we've obviously partnered with them, but they they have Joe Sakic Stanley Cup bobbleheads. They've got a bunch of other officially licensed Avalanche gear. Um they actually have a new Nicole Jokic MVP bobblehead. Again, it's officially licensed, all that sort of stuff. Um they've got Rocky stuff in there. So head on over to Foco.com. Use the promo code DMVR for ten percent off your order, or click the link below in the YouTube description. This is not a YouTube podcast. I gotta I gotta read before I I say things like that. Um All right, moving along into these commitments. So uh two of them today, or I guess yesterday. Uh, I was out golfing yesterday. That's why we didn't have a podcast. And we'll make up for that later in the week. There's going to be today. Didn't happen. Um I had other things come up and actually tomorrow's busy today I did the Broncos podcast and I did the Betts podcast. Tomorrow I've got the Broncos podcast and I'm hosting the Denver Sports Podcast, which means I need to prep even harder for that one. Then Thursday. Thursday actually I think I now that I think of it, I think both might Shows are canceled. I was supposed to do Broncos and Bets, but I'm pretty sure both of those are canceled. So I'll actually be, I think, maybe on Thursday. Oh, I guess the the reason those are canceled is because of the parade. And if I'm starting to drink at 6 a.m. for a parade that starts at 10, they probably get to the Capitol at what 11, noon. Who's to say? Yeah, I'm not making any promises about Thursday. But point is, I didn't get to these yesterday, so today we are doing that. Um. Let's start with Tyrone McDuffie. So Tyrone McDuffie is an offensive lineman. He's a three-star recruit. He's from El Paso, Texas. He played at Parkland High School, I guess is playing at Parkland High School, is going into his senior year. Uh, listed right now by 24/7 sports is 63303. Um, big dude. Uh, With that build, you expect him to play on the inside and not to play tackle at the next level. Um, I think that 24-7 Sports also has him as an interior offensive lineman and not a tackle, so same thing there. Um, Yeah, so I think those are the key details. Um, His offer sheet is not all that impressive. It offers to Fresno State, to New Mexico State, UTEP, UTSA, obviously chose Colorado his only power 5 offer who knows if there's more on the way uh the, the we're, we are still pretty early on in this process you know a lot of these power 5 teams they'll you know go after hey can i go get this five star oh the five star rejected me let's try these two four stars oh they both rejected me oh look now we have to be realistic about you know being cal and we got to go offer this guy um colorado cutting the chase because I think that's a strategy that works for him. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully they hold on to him. I think right now 24-7 sports, or at least their composite ranking, the, does not love what he does. I think he's their second lowest rated recruit, second or third lowest rated recruit of the 15 now, um, which is an ideal. But again, how much stock do you really put into those? You watch a tape and say, wow, he really is just running right over anybody who's in front of him, putting him on his back even playing tackle is somebody who is a little bit stockier his feet are moving well enough he's not giving much up on the edge he seems to be in good position and yeah if, if you can do what he's doing at the high school level you move into guard that should be even easier for him you know i guess the guys he's going up against will be a different build you know he'll probably have to adjust to the bull rushes and the strength that comes with those once you get to the Pac-12 level but with with how how smooth his footwork looks for his size, I think. I think as a pass protector, he should be pretty solid, pretty stout. And as a run blocker, like I said, kind of that Mauler type. Um, he's he's running guys over. He's finishing blocks. And pretty quick feet considering he's over three hundred pounds. Um. I I I think that there's quite a bit to like. Um, in watching a couple of interviews, he seems like a smart kid. Um. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Any other notes here? I should throw in he is one of three offensive line commitments. Remember, Drew Perez committed last week. Nikhil B. committed in, I I believe it was, must have been late May. I think it was late May. Um, But but right around there. It it might have been earlier May. I think it was late May. Um, He then decommits. He, no, it was before that. It was definitely before that. That was like March. Yeah, I think it was March. I think it was March. Now that I'm going back through in my head. Well, I think Maybe No, I guess late May was when he decommitted. That's when he put the top 10 list back out. But that was where we're going here, is they puts the top 10 list out, gets the offer from Georgia, from Auburn, from all those, Kentucky, and we'll see if he winds up coming to Colorado. Um, Colorado, the school he's committed to, did make the top 10. Um, but you have those two, both of whom are very big men. McDuffie, who as a junior is 16, 17 years old, also qualifies as a big man at six foot three and 303 pounds. So again, I think you see a bit of a type here. The idea being that we can coach these guys up. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it like smarter guys. My favorite part about um, Tyrone McDuffie and the reason I know he's so smart, he was wearing a Jokic jersey in his commitment jer- commitment announcement. Uh, so that's very exciting to me. Um, yeah, I th- let's leave it at that. We'll get into some of the 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 bigger picture CU recruiting stuff in a second. Um, we should touch on the wide receiver who committed to Colorado, and that is Wesley Greaves. Uh, Wesley Greaves is. From California, Uh, I believe it's. Let me see. I have it written down. Oh no, 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 he he's Texas. They're both Texas. Why I think? Oh, I was thinking Edwards Schultz. Um, Wesley Greaves. He's from College Station. uh, That's A and M Consolidated High School. Uh, he also. Yeah, he also is rated by Twenty Four Seven Sports. Um, again, pretty average three star. Um, 156th receiver in the, in the recruiting class, um, six foot two listed 175 pounds. You imagine that that gets up closer to, you know, 190, um, either by the start of his freshman season, you know, after he spent a couple months on campus or more realistically, maybe by the end of his freshman season, um, he's a deep threat. You know, I didn't expect him to be a deep threat, um, just because I know twenty four seven sports has him as like an eleven six three hundred meter dash, which isn't bad, but it's not like mind blowing. Um, but you watch him play; and I think he averaged a little over nineteen yards per catch. He's running these posts. He's running deep downfield. And he's winning. Like, he's getting by everybody, which is, uh, I mean, obviously a, a very good sign. Yeah, I don't... You watch him, you don't think, like, wow, he looks super fast. But somehow he just gets by all these guys, and I'm not sure what it is. Um, again, not slow. Like, even at the Pac-12 level, you expect him to have good speed. Um, but is it is it elite? Probably not. Um at six foot two, like he uses his side size well. Um, you see him make the plays on jump balls downfield when he doesn't get separation. Um, they'll they'll throw those goal line fades to him. Um, he's he's a big guy and he knows how to use that size. So you think with Edward Schultz, who is more of your true burner, Isaiah Hard, who is pretty burnery. I think that's probably fair from Saint Thomas Aquinas. Um, a little bit more size here. Um, I think that that's, you know, I, I I guess we haven't heard from Phil McGagan exactly what his recruiting philosophies are. Um, I remember when Darren Cheverini was here, it's all about getting a well-rounded class. You know, you think, like, if I'm building a team of wide receivers and I have, whatever, three, four receivers, what kind of receivers do I want to have? I want one guy who's big. I want one guy who's fast. I want one true sock guy. Maybe somebody who's more well-rounded. Who knows? Um, but it does seem like, Phil McGagan has kind of taken a similar approach just in looking at this this first class that he's putting together. Um had offers to Utah, SMU, Colorado State. Um, Colorado State picked up a actually pretty solid commitment today for a receiver. Um they run the air raid so that helps, but this it, it is nice just to see, you know, offers to both, pick Colorado. Um Getting into this class in general, um, they they're still sitting at twenty eighth, twenty eighth in the country in recruiting. There's eleven, no, there's ten schools, ten schools that have more recruits than them in this class. No more commitments in this class um, right now. Buffs are at fifteen. That does include Nikhil B. Um, if he decommits, which is most likely at this point. Um, That 28 number will go down. But the 24-7 sports composite rankings still do not have uh, scores for... Let's see. It's for Drew Perez. I'm trying to remember what the other one is. Um, It would be the other commitment from last week. Oh, no. Drew Perez is the lineman. Duh. the safety whose name I should know. See that's the thing with these recruits is you uh you say you say their name like twice and you're like oh, I can remember it and then you don't and then it takes like ten uh star Taylor Starling Taylor Starling there we go um the safety uh so you have those two the point they, they are not rated yet and if they come in as pretty average players compared to the rest of the CU class, that'll i mean—that'll easily get them in the top 25. I think they they will absolutely be in the top 25 when those two um, are, are, are rated, um, unless they're like... They have to be like 72 ratings instead of like an 80. But uh, if they are pretty solid, you could see how CU could sneak up into the top 20 again, because um, until they're rated, they just don't factor in. So you look and see 15 commitments... rated like they have 13 commitments still um so class still shaping up the way that you'd want it to a little bit bigger class at least it seems like things are trending that way maybe they're going to slow down maybe we see two more commitments this summer see two more during the season and all of a sudden you're talking about a 19 man class which actually wouldn't be anything notable um, I think is more likely is that even though we're coming up on this recruiting dead period, you see a couple more commitments over the course of the summer, a few more commitments. You see a few more during the season. I think that this class, Oh, it's too late for me to be thinking about this. I, I So there's the 25 man recruiting limit in every class. I believe they already got rid of that just because with the transfer portal, it doesn't make sense anymore. I'm 90% sure they got rid of it. There's a 10% chance that, they are just planning to get rid of it. But I do think it's not here for this class. So that 25 number, I think, is probably what you're looking at. Um, it's it's always tough when you have the transfer portal. I still think that the best move for CU is to to go hard in the transfer portal, to add a bunch of players there. Um, and who knows, maybe they just don't want to come, but that would kind of surprise me. There's got to be some good options because if you add those guys first of all, they can contribute sooner, you would think, um, just because they they have a little bit more experience under their belt, but also they've used that transfer, and so you don't have to worry about them leaving, um, which, you know, if you bring in a recruiting class and it's uh, you have two good players and the rest aren't good enough to, to kind of carry the rest of the team, well, then those two guys are going to say, hey, if, if we're great, we can carry this team all by ourselves to six wins. If not, you know, we're we're going to be not all that good. Might as well just transfer somewhere where there's more good players. And who knows if – who knows what any of this is going to look like in the next couple of years. But I do think that the portal is a good idea. Still, it, it looks like we're on pace for a big class here. And uh, I guess this does remind me. Ramon Jefferson is headed to Kentucky. He he announced that today. I think that's a big loss. I've said this before. I, I think he would have been the starter over Alex Fontenot. Um, I think it would have been a, a good competition. I think that in the end the carries would be split pretty evenly, but I would have had Ramon Jefferson winning that battle. Um, he commits. He's headed to Kentucky, um, so we'll we'll see what happens with him there. Uh, oh, they're showing highlights of baseball. They have like a Thanos hand. What are we doing here? Um, but yeah, uh, I think that that's all I've got for today. Alec Burks got traded. He's headed to Detroit. It's got to be Detroit. I believe it's Detroit. Um, No other news, though. I'm confident in it. No other news. Um, That's going to do it for today. We'll talk again tomorrow.